Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right. This week, we are coming to you from location. <laughs> from on location. Yeah, on location. Less than 100 meters from our normal location. We're on John's back porch. I like it. We can, like, see this, the, uh, the, the like, look out. And see, it's, it's kind of serendipitous as well. Yeah. Because I'm going to be moving very soon. True. And we won't have this amazing view out here. Yep. Um, literally, before you uh, you picked me up to, to go get hot chicken. Oh, gosh, I just punched this microphone. I don't usually have this stand. It's not usually like this for me. So it, this is a new experience, Chris. Um, but before you picked me up and we went and got hot chicken, I was actually standing out here looking at the sunset. And it was gorgeous. It was amazing. Because, like, you can see out and see, like, you can even see to downtown, but it's some of the uh, like the, the the trees over there have grown up a little bit, so it, yeah. it's harder to see downtown. Yeah, it's pesky nature getting in the way of all the man-made goodness out there. Yeah, um, <laughs> so totally kidding. But then, uh, but I could see a thunderstorm way out there while the sun was setting, right? Yeah. And you know, like whenever you can see the rain coming, like in the like underneath the thunderstorm or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But I could still see the sunset out uh, underneath awesome. it, so it was like this deep kind of red. And you could see the rain coming down at one specific point. That's cool. It was amazing. I was, I was like, man, this is, uh, this is awesome. That's awesome. I am, in fact, going to miss the view after we move. Oh yeah, it's a great view. So yeah, we came out here out because well, there's several reasons we're out here. That's right. That's one reason. It's probably lower on the list. The of uh, the other reason is because um, we normally do an on location episode every summer. In the summer, yeah. This is literally we're we're not recording this. We're recording this on the twenty first. That's right. Literally the last day of summer. That's right. That's but, why we're listening to the song, Last Day of Summer. I like it, Chris. No, bring, bring back the summer. That's, That's what it is. is. Bring back the bring summer. Ba- bring back mm-hmm. the summer. Because mm-hmm. when you're listening to this, starting at least Friday on the 22nd, yeah. it's not summer anymore. It's not summer anymore. It's, we're trying to bring it back. Fall. We're bringing it back to you. The real reason we're out here, John, <laughs> is because we were going to review the Lego Ninjago movie. Very excited to do so. Super excited. Very pumped. Not not out. No. Like most new movies, you know, like they come out. Like the official release date is Friday. Yeah. They like, ha- already have like these. They have these Thursday evening showings. Let's let's take a little, little rewind, Chris, and yeah. take a little history. You know, and we'll, we'll explore the progression of how did movies start coming out on Thursdays rather than oh, I don't on know why Fridays. And so what happened is like they used to have like oh Friday's the first showing for things, right? And then it was like, well, let's just do midnight showings yeah. for the big things, like Star Wars, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, so whenever they re-released like the new Star Wars movies, I remember we went to our first midnight showing um, for the uh, the remastered Star Wars films back in the day. Mom and Dad took us. We were kids. We thought it was awesome staying up until like 2 a.m., all that, that goodness. But then at some point, someone was like, I'm going to come out with my movie at 7 p.m. on the Thursday before. I think it was probably a theater thing because like rather than having to pay uh, the staff to stay for extra hours, right? Why not just make like the same like times that your staff is normally paid to be there and just do the premiere then at 7 p.m. And so I think that's probably why it uh, it was at 7 p.m. And so nowadays it's like the norm to have like a 7, 710 showing on release day for movies, for yeah. all the movies that get released. Not so for the Lego Ninjago movie. And no, I'm not sure why. Apparently not a big enough release. 
I don't know if that's it or if like maybe because like Lego Batman earlier this year, same studio. This is literally yeah, the- but remember there was like no one in that theater when we saw it at six o'clock or whatever time it was on Thursday. Yeah, because I mean, imagine like most parents taking their kids like are probably yeah. not going to take their kids to a I showing also, that keeps them out. Did nine. we go to the 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 opening showing of Lego Movie? I don't know that we did. Of Lego like, Movie? Yeah, I feel like we went to the Lego Movie. Like the next week, like we heard it was great, mm, and we went. Maybe. We showed up later. I would have to go back in time and uh, and watch uh, or listen to that podcast, but uh, but you might be right. But it was a later showing, like because it wasn't we saw like an we early saw it with showing. Cody and um, JJ Moore. Yeah, yeah. So, Which, like, if you haven't listened to that podcast, you should oh, yeah, go back def- and listen to our go Lego back movie and listen to the podcast. Lego Movie Review. It's a fantastic review. Um, <laughs> one one of the, like the highlights of uh, of of our. Of the craziness of reviews, because we had two, like we had more people in the room than we normally have. Do you realize we're coming up on five years on the, for this podcast? Oh, Chris, that's wild. It's insane. That's that's really wild to me. Yeah, I guess that like, makes sense because like we've lived in this house for two years. I, yeah. I remember the first podcast we did in this house, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, and it was at the other house for four years, like yeah. three years and change. And we so we started it while I was there, like a year or so after yeah. I moved there. So yeah, that makes sense. It's Man, pretty, time it's wild. Chris. So, why don't you tell everybody what we're going to listen to, and I'm going to check and make sure the levels are okay, because it's all the way across the deck. I mean, yes. So, what we're going to listen to, as, as, I, you mean what we're going to talk about? Yeah. Ah, there we go. Okay, so what we're going to talk about. Did I say listen to? Yeah, you said listen to. I don't know what they're going to listen to. They're going to listen to us talk about things. That's right. They're going to listen to, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, And I'm going to listen to you. You're going to listen to me, unless we just, like, plug our ears and talk at the same time. Um, But this week, we're going to be talking about a topic covering what we love about our, like, all the different genres of games that we play. Like, what do we get out of it? That sort of thing. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit. So, Chris, what have you been up to this week? Oh, man. Um, I know this will come to a surprise, as a surprise to everyone, but um, I've been really just doing nothing but playing Destiny. Like, so... Makes sense. We talked about last week on the podcast. Uh, We... I played a lot this weekend. I did take a break. There's a giant spider right there. You see that? Yeah, I do see that. That's yep. that's. Um, you should take care of that while I talk about Destiny. It's very ominous. Is he alive? I think so, but like, I also don't know if I want to disturb it. Blow on him. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah. he's oh, totally alive. alive. Oh yep. man, oh that's. I really mean, freaky. I can keep an eye on it if you want me to. I mean, you can. Or you can smash. Or him. I can grab one of those like metal things over there and just, try to no, smash. Why don't you get a paper towel and smash yeah, him? I guess I could. I just don't know. Like you know how like the. He's this not is going to get he's, to, he's this is gonna really away. gross if I go into he's, like... He's not going to run away. Okay. He's fine. Okay. Also, okay. you're sitting next to a gas can. <laughs> That's right. Of all the dangers right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like in danger corner over there. I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like the, the deck, you know, I, I chose the most yeah, dangerous corner of the deck. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, also, we, we haven't ever really used the deck a ton. Like, yeah. we have these awesome lights out here, so yeah. it like, sets the mood, that sort of right. thing. But we really haven't had a ton of, like, deck time other than just, like, coming out to watch the sunset. Anyway, continue. Destiny, Chris. I'm going to grab a, a paper towel and take care of the spider. Okay. Um, so, what was I saying? Oh, I was going to talk about Destiny. So, I've been... Um, playing a lot of a lot of Destiny. I took kind of a break from it on Monday. I only played like half an hour on Monday. Didn't play it at all on Tuesday night because I like this is the thing. I've been playing it for uh, the past two weeks and basically just been staying up way too late every single night playing this thing. Sunk in about fifty hours at this point, and uh, and so paired back this week. Um, 
yep, he's dead. Good job. Um, and, uh, okay, good. Good for you. Paired back, paired way back. Um, I feel, feel like a human again. And, uh, I'm still having fun. So, I, uh, I'm up to, like, like uh, defense level 285 now, which is awesome. Uh, I feel like we, we are in a good spot to, uh, to run the raid. Um, we talked a lot about this over dinner, so I don't remember what we talked about. Yeah, so, we, like, I... Uh, and we talked about it all last week, so I don't know that we need to get crazy into depth No, no, not crazy into Destiny, but progress-wise, like, I feel like I paired it back this week, like you did, a little bit, to where, like, because, like, for before the review, <laughs> I went in every single night going hard, like, stayed up way too late, but now I'm at a normal kind of a healthy place with it, where I play a couple hours, you know, on the weekends, and do, you know, like you said, like an hour, hour a night basically is, is what I've been playing it recently. So, and I've been getting the weekly stuff done, which is really fun. Uh, I just hit level 280, did I say 288 or 287? I think I'm 288. Anyway, just hit level 288. Still got some stuff to do this week. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, I'm still loving it and diving into the PVP a lot more. I really enjoyed the PvP. We we actually did. Uh, did we talk about trials whenever we did that? Yeah. Uh, did we talk oh, about no. like Wait. doing trials? Yeah. Did we? It, it, no, because it hadn't happened yet. Okay, so, so there's we, a, should, we should we should update on. Yeah, that. we should we should talk about it a little bit. Like over the weekend, um, two things happened yeah. that don't happen during the week right. on Destiny, which yes. is I love that about this game that yes. it's a kind of a live kind of a breathing thing. Um, Zver shows up first of all. And uh, and he sells very rare items. He's and around for longer now. That's right. That's which right. Which is awesome. It was weird, like on Monday night, sitting there, like, oh, there's Zur again. Like I am not used. To, I'm used to actually forgetting to go see him on Friday or Saturday. That's right. And then uh, oh, show, showing up on Sunday, thinking I can go see him. Like, nope, yeah. not there. Yeah. So they, they extended that all the way to. Is it to the reset now, or is it like yeah, yeah to the reset? Which is super nice. And trials um, is to the reset. I also loved like where he was at. Like he's out in the world somewhere. Like rather than being in some like weird corner of uh, the social space, he's out in the world. Like you could get shot while you're talking to him. Um, you don't usually, I would imagine, up in that tree. But uh, but he was like up in a tree in the world, and that I'd never been up in. Yeah. And so. Went up there. There's a scannable item for some a little bit of like context on the story, that sort of thing. Uh, maybe some foreshadowing for some previous or uh, upcoming updates. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and he had some cool items. Basically, things that you could have gotten through uh, through some things. I did, in fact, buy uh, two of his items. Oh and yeah. So I mean, it it helps. Well, I, like I bought because I have the hunter, so I, I already had the hunter piece. And I already had the, the exotic weapon he was selling. Yeah. But I bought the, the Titan and Warlock. Because like whenever I get my Titan and Warlock up to level 20, I'll automatically have great gear to yeah. throw on them. Um, and and li- because the limitation with the the alternate characters, like you can transfer your guns from your, like your my Hunter to a new Warlock or something like yeah, that. Yeah, your but primary. I, but I can't, you know, obviously the, he can't wear the same armor. But then even more so, he, you can't. Infuse warlock armor with hunter armor, like right. you could in Destiny One. So right. um, this will just allow me to like get up to level quicker. Yeah. So like on my secondary character, whenever I ended up throwing over the uh, the cloak that I bought from Zur, it actually brought me up quite a bit because I think the uh, the cloak was a two seventy cloak, and my that character was only up like to two sixty. So it really did help out uh, quite a bit on the secondary character. So you're right about that. Like um, now they're basically kind of even. Like there are five five light levels apart from each or power levels apart from each other. Um, but we did also did the other other event 
event that you can do on the weekends only is uh, the Trials of the Night. It's a super high high end competitive uh, multiplayer event, like so a PvP kind of a thing, um, and it alternates on the game modes. And so we dove in there. We got our, our four person team together, and we dove in and uh, and got wrecked essentially. Um, that's, <laughs> yes. that's that's how it started. We were getting way better near the end. Like I think. Um, Think about the learning curve on something like Call of Duty. Like I remember, like I was getting those vibes where, like, I initially like started playing uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two was kind of where I got on board and got uh, got addicted to the Call of Duty thing, and uh, and I remember playing that game at your house on like a tiny little TV at the time, like a fifteen inch screen, yeah, um, and getting like destroyed, but having a lot of fun while. Yeah getting destroyed right and that's kind of the vibe that i got like from the trials like i I would like you get off at like a few like really awesome shots like you get a good a good takedown good kill and then you just get wrecked and stuff and it's like so you have those small moments of like amazing glory and it's like but it's wrapped inside of a defeat overall yeah and it's like that I, i can get by with that like i can fight my way past that learning curve you know and then eventually you get better and better at it. We got better at the callouts. Our team did. We, right. we started working way together. Right. Um, this week, I also like made sure to have the one weapon. I think it was the, the weapon that accounted for thirty five percent of all kills within Trials of the Nine was one weapon. Yep. And that was the Mita Multi Tool uh, Scout Rifle. Yep. I so um, the, the big advantage with Mita is obviously it's an exotic um, scout rifle. Hits real hard. Has a decent fire rate. People call it the uh, um, the staple gun of death. It has that sound. That's what it sounds like. Definitely sounds like a staple gun. Yeah, but like, and this is, I feel like I feel like Bungie's gonna end up nerfing this thing. Like, yeah. I mean, the thirty five percent thing. Like, they see that data, and I guarantee that they're not super happy with the well, fact that thirty five percent of the kills happen. And, I, and you I, know, like, I haven't played with it yet, but like, I have to. Just, I have to handle it i want to see like okay is this literally just too strong like or the main perk on it is that your um your mini map is active always so there's no delay yeah in um your mini map coming back up after you zoom out like in other guns and they they increase that delay for some reason in this game i don't understand and it has this weird fade on it yeah like just put, let it pop back up i don't know why you're yeah. getting rid of the mini map for that long it doesn't make any sense nothing else on your hud disappears for that long and um so they either need to nerf Mida, or they need to fix the minimap coming back up on other guns. I think it it may end up being like a combo of both because I do think like I've used the Mida ever like I got it like the next day where I was just like okay I can't go through another another time without having the one weapon that everyone is you know who's winning is using um and so i made sure i had it the next day and like i've I've played since then in some like pvp stuff with it and it's really powerful yeah i mean you get uh you know three body shots and you take people down i I, and i I mean or like two body shots and a a headshot and you can take some some people down and it's like it's it's very very powerful i I just don't like required guns for multiplayer yeah like whenever i mean sure i love i liked the gun but back whenever, like, the, the AK-74U was the required gun in um, Call of Duty Black Ops. Like, sure, that was my favorite gun anyway. Yeah. It, because it was fun to handle. It was fast, fire yeah. rate, all that kind of stuff. And I still used it after they nerfed it. But, like, there was no reason for that to be the gun that everyone had to have. Yeah. Basically, you're, you're running up against the same, like, versions. If I want to run an auto rifle, I should be able to run an auto rifle. If I want to run a, sh- a sidearm, I should be able to run a sidearm. Yeah. Like, there's no no good reason why... Um, 
a single gun should be the all, the end all be all, especially in PvP. Like yeah. PVE in Destiny One, you had the Galahorn, where it was like if you don't have the Galahorn or like the Black Spindle or something yeah. like that, you know, like. They end up nerfing them for a reason. Like, mm-hmm. sure, it's fun for a while, but eventually, it either a becomes one of these things where, man, I have I, like I can't compete because I don't have this gun, right? And can't get this gun reasonably. Yeah. Or b, um, you love the gun, but then you just get tired of it. You know, yeah. like I. But if you have to use it, that's the thing. If you want to play up, like switch up play style, like the interesting thing for Call of Duty with I'd me, love to be able to switch up play style, but everything in, in, in Trials this, this week was long range. Yeah. Well, long range and then like not even not even to the point where you could kind of get around it. No. Like if even up close, that gun is very good. Um, so like I even think about like back in the day, uh, Call of Duty and, you know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll talk about this in the main topic or whatever, but like I played, whenever I first started in gaming, I basically played one game. I basically played Call of Duty all the time. And played, you know, in, for an entire year. And then, you know, would, would kind of go back and forth with some, like, one single-player game at a time. But it was all pretty much Call of Duty. Um, and in that game, like, I would get really good with one weapon, right? And then I would want to switch it up. Like, I'd be like, okay, so I've mastered this gun. Let me switch it up to something completely different, like a, uh, you know, sniper rifle. Let me just become a sniper. And so I would do that for a while and, uh, and get good with that. And it was, you know, it, it, the, the, like it would bring down my KD. Of course it does, because it's like you could just use the weapon that you wreck with all the time and you'd be fine. But it was, uh, you know, it's, it, it, that eliminates a lot of the challenge or the, the, the brain game for me, like kind of some of that meta, uh, thinking stuff where you're like oh man so if i have to find a better angle to snipe on this map what do i have to do here so i mean that's that's kind of eliminated if you are forced into using one gun and so we'll see we'll see how they end up doing it like they didn't patch it uh since this last one so i imagine this upcoming week we'll see what kind of a map it is as well because if it's a close range map maybe that'll switch it up but uh i don't know we'll see i I imagine they'll end up patching it both of those ways well luckily like they're lucky like because this happened first weekend, like they're lucky that this happened with a gun that is easily obtainable. You just have to finish yeah. a quest. Yeah. If this had happened to just a random drop exotic like the Gallahorn was, <laughs> and you have all these people, maybe it may honestly, I mean, it may have done a couple things. It may have like kept so many people from having it, but then it would be like those people who did have it would would be just like slain. Yeah. And then be, you know they'd probably just be roving bands of people who have it and. Yeah, it'd be the worst. Well, you even know? like you know, whenever you looked on uh, back in Destiny One, wherever you would look on like IO or the One Hundred or whatever, it was like there were a lot of uh, for groups that required you have oh, a yeah. Gallahorn, and it's yeah. like, man, that that doesn't feel good for the people who no. don't get it via random drop. Then they, you know, obviously, eventually they put it in as a quest line, and yeah. you, could, you know, there's a direct path to it. So yeah, you're right. They're like they're lucky that hey, this one there is a fairly easy direct path to get yeah. it. Like it doesn't take that long to get. No. So well, and like. I hope that Bungie does a better job with Destiny 2 at um, patching this, seeing this stuff happen, patching it out quickly. Like, I mean, honestly, the the metagame for Call of Duty was always like, man, this this gun might be good for at most a week. Yeah. And then it gets patched out. Yeah. And it's like a lot of times they they would overcompensate and then they would swing it back like to the middle ground somewhere. Like they would, you know, it's like kind of like a pendulum there where it's like, oh man, we're going to nerf shotguns or this specific shotgun and then they like overdo it and nobody uses it. They're like, well, that's not cool if you can never use this gun. So (laughs) they like bring it back to the middle ground there to where it's like, 
I imagine they, they see the percentages and they have like goal percentages for like using certain types of weapons as well as like specific weapons like within that that class or whatever. And so if they're not hitting those goals, hopefully they can quickly kind of patch in into it. Um, speaking of Destiny, as well as like some other things that we enjoy on this this show, I uh, I picked up the Destiny pop figurines, Chris. Yeah. Um, I picked up the main three. As well as the GameStop exclusive Zer uh, pop, so I picked up uh, Commander Zavala as well as uh, Cade Six and Ikora, um, and like that was an interesting one because like I I was like oh man I kept saying oh it came out like two weeks ago two and a half weeks ago at this point probably but I kept saying like oh man I'm gonna have to swing by the the local the GameStop and pick them up yeah because like I just wanted wanted to wanted to have a physical representation of my love of this game yeah um, which I have the the children's book that I think you got me. Oh yeah, D is for Destiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and so you know that's awesome. But it's like these, you know, these figures are they're pop figures. It's like right up my alley. Um, and so like I swung by our local one. I was like, like literally, it was over the weekend, and I was talking to Catherine. I was like, oh, I want to pick these things up. She's like, oh, let's go do that right now. So like we hopped in the car, went down there, gone. And he was like, yeah, we sold out of them super fast whenever we got them in. I was like, really? And so then I, like, looked on the app, the GameStop app, and, like, there was one that was, like, across town that had uh, Zavala and Icor. And so I went over there, got the last ones of both of those, right? And I was like, okay, so just to make sure I have Cade 6, I'm going to just buy it off of, of Amazon. Just yeah. immediately bought it off Amazon, had it coming in on Monday. I was like, okay, sweet. And then I found myself down. I needed to swing by the Apple store um, as well as Best Buy. I needed to get some hard drives and, and uh, offload some stuff onto hard drives before we move. Um, and so I got the hard drives at Best Buy. I went to the Apple store, picked up a couple like adapters and a new, uh, new set of uh, Apple earbuds. And I was like, well... I wonder what they have it on the GameStop. And so, like, I looked on the app, and they had, via the app, they had the Zer GameStop exclusive uh, pop figure. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go down and see, see what it looks like. So I walked down there, and, uh, and I don't see it on the shelves, and I'm, like, looking around. And then she, she's like, oh, you know, what, what, what are you looking for? Are you looking for a specific one? I was like, well, I'm looking for the Zer uh, GameStop exclusive pop figure. And she's like, oh. Well, I think I think we have one here. She's like somebody like called like a week ago to reserve it, but it hasn't been back in. And like I called them yesterday, and they didn't answer. Yeah. And she was like, "So I'm just gonna take it off of reserve, and if you want it, you can have it." And I was like, "Yes, I'll take this." Um, so I picked up the Zer one, and uh, so that'll be a fun one. I'm I'm gonna. So uh, find my some question fun is though, why didn't you just buy them all off of Amazon? Because they're all there. Well, the Zer one is is like uh, was exorbitantly Zer's, Zer's expensive um, on Amazon oh. because of the GameStop exclusiveness. Ah, um, but I could have just bought them off of Amazon with the uh, Zavala and Icor. But it's like it was kind of one of those. Yeah, Zer's pretty expensive. Yeah, he, well, it's like twenty five bucks, forty one dollars. Yeah, forty one dollars. So on eBay, he's going for like thirty bucks or something like that as well, just because he's the exclusive thing. Um, but yeah, I, I could have totally just bought them off there. I do like to get the, my pop figurines though in person, just to make sure like there's no weird paint uh, type of things. Like I've had things come in from Amazon before, um, where they've not been in the best like painting condition. Um, yeah, that sort of thing. And it's like you can actually look at them and decide like what it, they would be. Of course, in this scenario, because I got like the last ones, there wasn't really much of a choice. But all of them were in pristine condition. I was fully confident in buying them. So, yeah. Anyway, so that I, I did that this week. Also this week, I've been playing more Mario Plus Rabbids. Nice. That's awesome. That game, getting getting fun, man. Like, getting super, super fun into it. Like, it's, it's interesting because it's like early on, I was like getting used to the mechanics. Um, 
the kind of grid-based tactics and, and, and that sort of thing. Now that I'm like, I'm about three-fourths of the way through the game, and there's still like things that I'm, I'm discovering, still things that I'm like unlocking that uh, it changed the game a lot. But overall, like just the strategy of it is it has gotten a lot harder. And so there are times whenever I like I have to try new new combos and like go out of like my comfort zone. Be like, oh man, okay, well let's bring in this other character I haven't used before. See if that's you know the way to do it. So it's a fun game, man. That's cool. All right. So there's a plane going over. There's a plane going over. That's a jet. That's like a that's like a fighter jet. That's cool. We get a lot of uh, like smaller aircraft coming over a lot of times too. Uh, like that was fast though. Yeah. Um. So. Very cool. What is our main topic? Uh, do, do we? Do, but do we have the news? Oh, sure. The news. <laughs> So I only have one item of news. Nice. Right? Yeah. Okay. And it's this new game called Left Alive. That's right. Um, it was announced at, at Sony's press conference at the Tokyo Game Show. Mm. And it uh, looks really cool. It's that- uh, apparently, I didn't realize, a mech game. I'll put the trailer up on um, up on uh, StandTrackerPodcast.com. Super cool trailer. Yeah. Well, so like the trailer reminds me of The Shining. Yeah. Reminds me a little bit of Fear. Yeah. Um, I loved those games. And honestly, so if you, if anybody uh, who's listening subscribes to Game, Game Informer, they had a really good article, this, uh, this issue that just came out. It, uh, it's about, um, it's like, here's our top uh, scary games. And like, here's one of the games with jump scares. Here's games that are th- more thriller. Here are games that are like hack and slash. And uh, I started going through the list. I'm like, oh man, I want to play so many of these games. So yeah, uh, I think uh, like, this is the thing. It's going to be hard to pull myself away from Destiny. But when I do, I'm going to play one of those games. That's awesome. That's awesome. Something I didn't realize is uh, backwards compatible is uh, Left 4 Dead. Ah! So we should we should play some Left 4 Dead. We should get, like, three other people. Not or two Left 4 Dead 2, though? Well, both of them. Oh, both of them are. Yeah, okay. bo- yeah, both, yeah. like, both. Dude, I'm totally into that. And, uh, I love str- Left And stream some, some Left 4 Dead. I love Left 4 Dead. Be awesome. Man. That's really fun. So anyway, Left Alive looks awesome. Um, has this really cool vibe. There's we don't know a ton about it, and from the trailer, there's like more info that was released later. That yeah. sounds super weird, and honestly, it may like you said, seeing the trailer makes me more intrigued. Hearing this information makes me less intrigued. Yeah, because like I had heard this information before I saw the trailer, and yeah. I was like, ah, oh, doesn't you know? Sounds interesting. Doesn't sound like a game necessarily for me. But right. then I watched this trailer, and I'm like, maybe it's a game for me because <laughs> because like uh, the. Uh, and it's like I think it's there's a question still in my mind about whether or not it's even partially like partially or in full a mech game because like it is set in is the interviews from I'm reading this from GameSpot but it's translated from uh, Gameatsu, um, an interview that they did with with some of the the people but they said that the game is a third person survival action shooter, um, for PS4 and PC due out in 2018. The game is set in the Front Mission series, which is a mech series, mm. um, taking place between Front Mission 5 and Front Mission Evolved. But it's not like a Front Mission game. So my thought is, like, how much of this is mech and how much of it is is other things? They say that there's, uh, there's even... They said has three protagonists, and you'll switch between them as the game progresses. Um, and they say some of the details of the gameplay are that there will be some mech writing scenes and then there's also going to be some stealth scenes yeah 
And so, like, yeah, not, this is the thing. I'm not a huge mech person, but if it's not all mechs, yeah. I'm, I'm all in. Well, I mean, a Titanfall is not all mechs, and True. it's like, that's, and, and, it and feels that's what great. I mean. You know, yeah, like if it if it's not 100% mech, I'm in. And it looks it looks cool, looks scary, looks you know post-apocalyptic. Yeah, you know all those things. Yeah, and those, those things all are, the hot hot button words. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, we might be for you if. Yeah. Uh, Check yeah. out the trailer, and if it's, and if you like mech games, it'll probably be probably be at least scratch some of that, yeah. you know. So and that's the news. Okay, so since we had no main topic suddenly for this this episode, we had to come up with one. That's right. So we've come up with one. We have, in fact, come up with one. And we may ask some more questions at the end. That's right. Tell the folks what we're talking about tonight. So we're going to be talking about why we play various types of games. And we were both kind of lukewarm on this topic. That's right. I so said it qualifies as a topic. We may abandon it at any point. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, this is, you know, us jumping out of the plane. We may pull the ripcord at any time. Probably going to do that. Yeah, most likely. Okay, so. <laughs> what's So, Chris, <laughs> let's just start off with Destiny. Okay. Like the big hot topic one right now. We why already talked so much about this. Why do you play Destiny? Because it's fun. Uh, I mean, we talk, I, this, is, this is why this topic's weird. Um, there's so many reasons. You know, there's the loot grind. A lot of things push my buttons. Loot grind, first-person shooter. Um, I love the way it feels, the way it plays. I like the, the tone, the setting. Uh, the story's fun. Yeah. Um, I love playing with friends. Like, there's a lot of reasons I play, like, those types of games. There's also reasons I play, like single player games that are not with people, you know, like stories really fun. They can really properly set a mood, make you like, you know, feel things that you wouldn't normally feel in like a multiplayer game or something like that. I like the competitive nature of some games, you yeah. know, like sometimes I, I just want to play just like straight up. Like I want to compete. Yep. I want to win. I want to pwn some people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think like, yeah, the, the, uh, the loot grind as well as like the social component for me with a lot of games, like, there was a point whenever Destiny kind of, I guess Destiny 1 came out, and I guess that transferred a little bit over to The Division where, like, that was my hangout time. Like, that's, you know, that's where I was like, oh, man, you know, I, I would, I, I want to hang out with people. Let's hop on some Destiny and do this thing, you know? And so, like, that was kind of, like, the, uh, the social kind of component there. And, and uh, lots of friendships made via the, uh, you know, gaming and that sort of thing, you know? Yeah. I've talked about on the podcast before that there's friends that I literally only know through games and like they've become like really good friends. Yeah. So it's, you know, I mean, well, it, the social component is really heavy up there with games like Destiny. So let's, let's change our, let's change the topic a little bit. So like, what's, what's your favorite genre of games? That's a hard one, man. Um, because in addition to that, like you mentioned the competitive aspect, I was thinking Rocket League that entire mm. time where like, where it's like, I get, you know, the same similar things that I got out of Call of Duty or used to get out of Call of Duty where it's like, let me just get into the next match, 10 minute match. Mm-hmm. And then you're just kind of like, even if you lose, it's only been 10 minutes. Um, and so that competitive kind of edge and just how do you get better, that sort of thing gets in there. And that's what I get out of Rocket League. Um, yeah. the, the ranked play specifically single player, um, one v one rank. Yeah, I'm not a social, not a social experience yeah, on that one. Well, that's not really like. So you didn't really answer the question. I mean, that's 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 why I say it's like a hard question because like there are these I mean, games. My favorite genre is first person shooters. Like that's what I enjoy playing the most, whether it's mm. with with friends or not. I mean, I guess that it, like, like I if you, play. If you could play every genre with friends or not, which one would you play? I play. Oh man, 
I play a lot of first-person person shooters, and that's where I got back into gaming, really, yeah. was via the first-person shooter. So I'm probably the same, but then, like, think about, like, The Division. It's a third-person kind of game, but it's like I didn't, uh, you know, it's, it was super fun, and it's, like, a lot of the similar aspects, a lot of the same systems and things. So I'm not sure if it's necessarily a perspective mm. more than it is, like, that... that uh, Would you say it's definitely a shooter? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like shooting being the main com- com- mechanic is is probably more my jam because yeah. even uh, Red Dead Redemption, like yeah. that that type of game, that's that's my favorite game of all time. And so even that game, it has shooting at its core. Like it's a uh, it's definitely a shooter. And so I would say almost any anything there, but like even Red Dead, like the things that I loved about Red Dead had less to do with shooting than. You know, because like just exploring that world and that yeah, story. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely something sort of to thing. say, like to like about immersive games. Um, I wouldn't say the reason I liked Red Dead was because of the shooting. I thought the shooting in Red Dead is pretty sloppy sometimes. Right. You know. Um, you know, so I wouldn't necessarily say that's why it's my favorite, one of my favorite games of all time. What are your top five games of all time? Oh man, definitely Red Dead, Black Ops Two, specifically. Um, Rocket League is there. Zelda Breath of the Wild is there now. Mm, of um, all time. After this year, yeah, I would say so. Um, for similar reasons as, like, Red Dead Redemption, but, like, different. You know, mm-hmm. the, the exploration aspect mm-hmm. of it is, is vastly different. Um, and five, probably it would have to be, like, Destiny, nice. that, that world, and okay. that sort of thing. Because, like, that's just the kind of games that I have gravitated towards over the last decade. So I think my top five in no, I, so I've had an order before. Let me see if I can find it real fast. Yeah. I recently like replied to someone on Twitter and, uh, gave them my top five games. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Um, and I think there's one, I would change one game on here. Interesting. Because as I thought about it later, I was like, hmm, I don't know. I think I could probably list most of your top five in no particular order. Actually, I don't know. Maybe this is... What do you you think they are? So, Red Dead's going to be there. Yep. Okay. Uh Limbo is going to be there. Yep. Um, I'm going to say Modern Warfare 2 is going to be there. Yep. Um, Hmm... I'm trying to decide if you would put another like another Call of Duty game on there because you really love the multiplayer mm-hmm. aspect of Black Ops 2. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that that might be on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then pff, that fifth one is a wild card, but definitely like I feel like those those top those first three that I listed are absolutely on this list. You you are correct. And actually, I wouldn't change this list. I must have changed it after I like I must have like oh you edited the right it. thing. Yeah yeah. Um, Red, Red 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 Dead Redemption. Yep. Limbo. Mm-hmm. Shining Force, ah, Wolfenstein 3D, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. So if I was going to cover the most genres, because like a lot of mine are in a similar genre, or these are just my favorite. Like I'm not trying to cover genres. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. Like, and that's that's why I say like with my list, like those are my favorite games. Yeah, yeah. Like those just are. But it's like if I was like, I would play okay. any of these right now. Oh man, absolutely, dude! Shining Force. Mm. Yes. Mm. You've got to play. Well, let's Fire talk, Emblem, let's let's, man. Talk, let's talk about these for a second. Okay. Let's go down the list. So Red Dead, Red Dead, Red Dead, why can't I say that tonight? Red Dead know. Redemption, we've talked about. Um, it's, you know, 
immersive, huge, expansive game, like one like a really interesting time in America's history. Uh, one of the best stories I've ever played. What best I want to do. What I want to do is before Red Dead Redemption Two comes out, play it again. I want to go and like not play it again, but like do a spoiler kind of full episode mm, okay. about Red Dead Redemption One. Okay, and like we can just. Go yeah. for it. Because like there's things that I want to say about, about Red Dead Redemption a lot of times yeah. that I can't say because it's like we're not behind we're, we're a spoiler not, wall. Right, right, right. Okay. You know? Let's do it. Because I don't want to like – I mean I realize like there's – like that game – it was a big game. Yeah. But it wasn't like GTA big or anything. You know? True. Like it, like not a lot of people – like there are there's a large probability that people listening to this haven't played that game. True. Which they should go play that game yeah. if they haven't. Uh, Limbo. Um, I think it was not only – probably the best game of um, Xbox Live Arcade um, and the uh, what did it was it Games of Summer or something like that yeah or it was it the, was the uh, Summer of Arcade Summer of Arcade every mm. single year yeah wasn't I, it like I, the I, first year that they did that like they, the last week was Limbo or something no no that wasn't the first time okay like that was just like it's that was, the time that I remember because yeah, it was and I think so that, and I think that came out in 2010 you know so like that was a while ago that's just that's just one of the best games on the 360 and then it came to uh, like Xbox One and PS4 mm-hmm. and PS3 and iPhone and PC and like everywhere. It's just like such a great game. Platformer. Yeah. The vibe is so cool. Um, the sound design is great. Um, the soundtrack because it's like part of the sound design is so, so cool. Um, the the story and the like the the way they teach you mechanics over time without giving you any prompts. Like you just learn and by the end you're doing these super complicated things that you have just learned organically. I love that. Like just. Organic learning mm. without really understanding that you're learning is super cool. Yep. Um, and, and even the puzzles, like for the most part, there's a couple that are kind of like hard and kind of. There's a couple that I think there's probably maybe one or two where it's like this shouldn't be as hard as it is because it just like seems like something's just obscured for no reason. Um, so uh, that's why I love Limbo. Um, so sh- my, my question on that one is yeah. like inside is the more recent one. And like, there's yeah. some people I've heard people be like inside's better than that game. Like, no. So you're just not in that camp. No. Like definitively. Ins- no, I think inside does a lot of things better. Um, people say inside isn't as hard. I don't know that it's not as hard. Um, I think it does a better job. It does a better job of that organic learning that they mm. pioneered in limbo. Interesting. Um, where you like, you really like legitimately do not realize that you're learning. You think you think you're just playing this game, but if I dropped you into the last puzzle on on inside, by the time you get there, like you're not you're not gonna be able to figure it out necessarily. Yeah. Um, and there's some some pieces like you know it's Limbo's in black and white. This is in color. Like they they create a, they probably flesh out a world a little bit better, but. I don't know. Limbo just has this thing about it, and I—I I mean, you can see I have things like Wolfenstein 3D and Shining Force on there, where it's like, yeah. Sometimes in my mind, simple is better. Sometimes I like you know, the, the you know the beginning of the Halo franchise with you know just like the the way it looks and. Sometimes that first like that first taste of something as well like really yeah, tips you better. over the edge, and so like if it, this is like if Inside kind of plays those same vibes, even if they do it better, yeah. 
Sometimes it's like, well, the original, yeah. you know, the original evokes such a strong emotion. So, Shining Force, turn based, turn based RPG came yeah. out. I mean, when did that thing come out, dude? I don't. Let me look. Because, yeah, look like, it up. It was but uh, honestly, this could be a modern game. Um, it's 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 top down and it's like thirty two bit or sixty four bit or something like that. Um, but it's it's such a great um, game. It has such a great gameplay. Like this could totally be a game that like I would I wouldn't be surprised if this came out you know tomorrow on. Yeah. You know, Switch or 3DS or even Xbox One, PS4. So 1992. Wow. Um, and so let me see. Yeah, Sega 1992, and it was let me see. Came to the United States, North America, 1993. So a year later. So Japan, it was 1992. The um, story is is so cool. Um, I feel like it's pretty immersive. Dude, um, I remember the first time we played it. Like and. I've played it multiple times. Like it's a it's a it's a really large game, but like I think both of us have played it yeah. multiple times because like there's certain characters that you just never use. Right. And you know, it's similar to um similar to like any RPG, like there there are certain thresholds where like you reach a certain threshold with a certain character. It's like they're terrible up until that point, but as soon as they hit that point, yeah, yeah. And they can equip a certain weapon. It's like they go oh, crazy. I, I and think, so, like figuring out what the ins and the outs of each of those kind of characters were is uh, is you know super fun. Yeah. Well, that was probably my like my first um, my first experience with like an RPG like that. Where hey, I'm I'm literally picking that. I want I need you know a tank, a healer, um, yeah. an, a uh, a distance shooter. I need like all these different pieces and, and you, you're literally, literally building your team. Yeah. I um, mean, and like what was always interesting to me with that game is like who you probably end up with on your team had more to do with who you find first in the world yep. than their max skill levels. Cause who's going to try to like, you, you don't have enough time in one playthrough to max all these people out. There are like oh, yeah. optimal builds Oh yeah. where it's like, you should have these people in your, in your um, party. But, Whenever you're playing through it the first, even second or third time, you don't know. You're just trying new people out right. to see what what they can do, and uh, um, well, it, like you can, that, that you, sense of discovery is super cool, right? And, and options. It feels like there's so many options, and like you can you can legitimately like dig yourself into uh, into a hole if you do it incorrectly, like as well. Like that's the other thing. Like whenever uh, if you try to use too many different people like are constantly switching, yeah, and not focusing on like I just need to get this person leveled up. Um, if you're constantly like using like th- not the same people yeah then by the end of the game you, you just may not have the the power to overtake the final boss yeah and so like um you got really got to play like strategically like you said and, and load load other saves and that sort of thing yeah um that game there's is, also like always- if i had so i have i just found my document where i had my top 5 games yeah. Um, it's the ones that I I said already. Yeah. Um, in no particular order on those. But then the next five that I have is Shining Forces at the top of the next, next five. Nice. So yeah, this is uh this is a great game. Like I also love the fact that like there's what there's different weapons and treasures and stuff like that sitting around that, um, like sometimes like there's the best sword in the game you may not even find right at all right. One know? of the coolest characters in the game you may never find. He's like a werewolf, yeah. and right. like you have to you have to find a specific item. Like you have to go way out of your way. Basically, yeah. you go on the entire side quest and like find that, a specific a side item quest that, that you don't know is a side quest. Right, but like you find a specific item at the end of this thing in a chest somewhere in some cave, and then bring it back to him to where he can like drink the potion mm-hmm. and like break out of the jail cell or whatever. And yep. it's like it, if you don't do that. 
you don't get them. And I remember I didn't get them the first time I yeah. played through that game, but like on subsequent playthroughs, it's like, man, that's just a fun character to have because he's a werewolf. Right. So cool. Yeah. Um, so the next game on the list was uh, Wolfenstein 3D. It's just yeah. a classic. And like part of it, I would say is nostalgia, except for the fact that I don't have games on here for nostalgia's sake. Like, yeah. otherwise, I'd throw games like Arena Maze of Death. Oh, yeah. And um, all the Sonic the Hedgehog games. Yeah, I was you know, like, say, like <laughs> Sonic Chaos from uh, oh, Game man, Gear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man. So that's not why it's on here. Like, I love it because, and I've played through this game. I've played through, except for Red Dead Redemption, I've played through all these games multiple times. Campaigns. I think you're, you're off the hook on Red Dead Redemption because of your, like, what, 100 and change hours? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I think I ended with, yeah, like, 60 or 80 hours, something like that. I mean, it's not, it's not compared to something like Destiny, yeah. but that was way before I was, like, grinding Destiny. Right. But, like, so the reason that game is, is – another reason that game is on there is because of, like, the whole I would play that game. It was one of the first games that yeah. I would be playing, and then I would look out at the window and go, Oh, it's getting light. Oh, yeah. Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I would, I would like, be that's like, okay. I mean, it's so immersive. Shut it off. Go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Sleep for two hours. Go to work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, what, what was I thinking about? Um, oh, man. I oh, will, Wolfenstein yeah. 3D. Yeah. So, Wolfenstein 3D, it helped birth the modern shooter. Um, I love, like, the setting's so cool. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, my, I'm a, obviously, I'm a history buff. I love history. My favorite times, my, my favorite time in history is World War II, like that entire era. Like, there's so much stuff that happened. But just the idea, like, whenever you're, you know, like, back in the day, I don't forget when that came out. That came out, out in the, what, early 90s, late 80s? Yeah. I mean, um, we had it, we had it. Um, probably late 80s. We had it as, do we have it as shareware? Yeah, it was, well, it was shareware. Like, you could share, I think it was the first, entire first game, maybe, and then the subsequent games you had to buy. And then finally, like our uh, our uncle Roger bought all the games, and we were all able to play them then. Bro, I'm about to blow your mind. Eighty about when this came out. Uh, okay, so first release was 1981. Wow. What's wild about that game is like that it was nine games, basically yeah. or nine campaigns. Yeah, um, nine. Ca- can you imagine? Yeah, a shooter this. Like these days with nine campaigns and in like it. with with uh, each with their with own nine like levels. secrets. Actually, ten levels because yeah, because they, they had a secret bonus level in each yeah. one. And like. You had to find the entrance to that secret level by, like, f- literally, like, what it was back in the day was, like, let's slide along all these doors and just oh, yeah. hold down the space bar. Oh, yeah. Um, we didn't have a great sound card either. And no. so, like, whatever the sounds that were supposed to be coming out of it, like, whenever we originally, like, got it on uh, Xbox 360 yeah, or whatever, I finally like, heard right what sounds. the sounds were, I was like, no, that's not right. It's supposed <laughs> to be, like, some bonk kind of a sound, yeah. you know? Um <laughs> and, like, the hit detection sound or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. like, it was, uh, so, like, that game... That game was a uh, what a game, dude! I loved uh, love that that yeah. one so much. So that's why that's why this is that's on this list. Um, Such cool bosses as well. Like you get to the end of uh, of whatever like game you were doing. So like I said, there's nine, but there's nine games, and like the final level had a boss on it, and those bosses were so like unique. Certain ones would have like layers where you'd like oh they'd break out of the suit or they'd like do something special and right you know. yeah yeah. And so just finding out like those things, like there was one that was super slow, a tank, and it was in this mech suit. Yep. And then you like finally broke it, like you were like oh I'm gonna beat it, and you finally like beat it, but then it breaks out of the mech suit, and it's just. A really fast, wiry dude running around. Running around. And it's just like with a handgun that right. somehow took your health down <laughs> a lot. And it's like, bang, running around, bang. I, I love the fact that there were save points. Like, you know, this wasn't, this was, you know, probably one of those 
first games where it was like, okay, I'm going to save after every single thing I do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and, like, you had multiple save files as well. Oh, yeah, definitely was, multiple save which files. Which was super fun because, like, there were certain secret passages. Like, if you opened one secret passage, it would close off the entrance to a different secret passage. And so, like, you would be finding that out. Like, saving before you did all of your secret passage kind of work on a level um, was, was kind of key. So. Yeah. So you're getting 100%. I feel like that's the first game I've 100%ed. So the last child. game, uh, Call, of, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. That was the first game on 360 that I 100%ed and got all the achievements on. Yeah. That game, in my mind, is a masterpiece from start to finish. The campaign, so much fun. Like, yeah. It took what was great about Modern Warfare, like Call of Duty, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare, and just amplified it. So much fun. It even had, like, there was that, back in the day, it was that, um, and still maybe controversial scene, like, where they had to put a warning in front where it's like, you know, you, you play as the terrorist, and you're going in and doing this mass shooting in an airport, and it tells you, like, hey, if you want to skip this, you can. Yeah. That was the first time, like, something like that had happened in video games. Right. Well, and then, so the agency that you had during that level as well, like, you could go through it and not fire your gun. Yeah, you could. You could just walk through it. And, like, that was also something that I found really interesting about, yeah. like, the narrative that they were telling, which yeah. is, it's like, you know, video games have that capacity narratively to, to do things and put you in positions where, like, that, that normal medium doesn't. Like, that you have agency right. over what your character does. And it's like, you had to run the risk in that scene of, like, okay... So if I come back at the end of this level and, you know, somebody looks at my chamber and I haven't fired a shot, it's like, you know, it's the Finn situation in Star right, Wars, right, you know, right. where, it, like, you can watch Finn do that, right, like, the, in Force Awakens, the opening scene of Force Awakens, and you can feel those emotions and things, but, like, there's, it's kind of another, another ball game whenever you're literally put in that position yeah. yourself in a video game, too, so. Yeah, and, like, this was probably one of the first games where... Um, like that I played that was like you are playing multiple people across and like they are dying. Like, it, yeah. like the, the reason that you're playing them, like they either get captured or they're dying or whatever. And their story um, just ends. The story just ends. Yeah. Um, and, and you pick up with somebody else. Dude, like walking through the, the White House that is, has, you know, been destroyed yeah. and is burning is pretty wild. Like this, this whole game, like just fantastic. And then you go to the multiplayer was great. Um, it like it, it it devolved over time into just just a mess. Noob tubing. Uh, yeah, just noob tubing. Yeah. Um. So you could have a kitty uh, like a kill death ratio of uh of of two point oh if you would just noob tube the entire time. Right. Uh, well, I mean, even, <laughs> even higher than that. Well, I mean, it just depends on like how many uh, shots you have in your in your tube. Like you could ha- have a perk where you could have like. No, yeah, no. This was the, the yeah, the, no. This was the this was the game where you have you can you can change kits, and so you, you have oh. unlimited noob tube ammo. Yeah, Remember, right. you could change to a whole another kit that was like your yeah, that's it right. Took the place of your secondary or something like that, yeah, but you could change right. to a whole another kit. And that's one of the reasons why like that one that specific <laughs> multiplayer isn't on my list or whatever. That's why like Black Ops just it the was fun before people figured out, out all that crap. You know, like right. the metagame on that just really devolved. And like I, mean, I, I remember, um, people just flying around the map floating yeah. you know in that yeah. both that and world at war yeah there were uh, weird glitches where it's yeah. like you could you could get up in the air and like uh, yeah it was dumb um but then like the spec op missions those those like, are super fun we went through those um over the course of what maybe a few weeks couple weeks yeah i mean i think it was like every night like i would get done like i was whenever i'd i'd graduated college and was like working in a studio that was like really near your house yeah yeah and so like after after i would get done with work at whatever time that was, I would just swing by your place and yeah. it was usually like eight o'clock, nine o'clock or whatever. And we would just like play like 
an hour or two every night for a while, like yeah, for, dude. for like weeks. So it was super awesome. Fun. Yeah, those were awesome. Those are my those are my top five games. I love it, man. But those those Spec Ops missions, I wish somebody would bring that back. Yes, because. They, the, they tried to with Modern Warfare 3, but they weren't the same. But it was like more like a horde mode. They took it more in the realm, yeah. the realm right. of like, oh, you can do four people now and it's a horde mode rather yeah. than like the specific... Objective-based. Yeah, where like, and even like the, my favorite Spec Ops missions yeah. were the ones where like somebody was in the plane above uh-huh. with the, like the heat, uh, like you could see the... Oh, the, yeah, and, like you, they were guiding you. Yeah, you could see the enemies were like, hold up behind that wall for a second. Yep. All right, go in three, two, one, and the person on the ground would sprint across or whatever. Yeah. Like, and so you would have those cool moments of, and it's like obviously that would work over headset, and yeah. it would probably you know the immersion would be maybe even more because like you're talking to somebody over headset in the game, right? But um, couch on the couch there with you, like looking at this tiny little TV, <laughs> it was like it was super fun because like you're working together yeah. there in the same room, you know. And then, I feel like we we were sitting on like. Uh, Kitchen table chairs. We totally were right in front, like right, literally right, inches, inches from, from the, the TV. TV. I remember like aiming down sights and like being like seeing a pixel, one pixel, yeah, on that TV move, which is old like CRT like TV or whatever. Yeah. So it's not like like the pixels are fuzzy and stuff. But like, I would see like a pixel move and then I would fire at it with a sniper shot, yeah, and it would get somebody. So it's like it was not the most high def situation at all there, it was but amazing. super fun. So why are your top five your top five? I mean, we've talked about Red Dead Redemption, um, and like I said, whenever Red Dead Redemption 2 comes out, I really want to do like a full-on spoiler thing for that. Um, Rocket League is on here purely because I really do feel like of all of the competitive games that I've played, that one brings me back for more consistently, like more so than almost anything else. Like, I mean, I, there's, there's like I played um, hours and hours of, of shooters and things like that, but I never really get the pure, like, adrenaline rush that I do whenever like I'm playing one V one and I totally just, you know, it's, it's battling it out point here, point there, point here, point there. And then in the last 10 seconds of the game match, you realize that you have them, you know, they're on one side of the map. They missed a, missed a block, <laughs> missed a shot and you totally have them and you just drive it down into the, uh, the goal and it explodes and you fly back. So like that, that aspect of that game is super fun. I also love the, uh, the versatility of the multiplayer on that yeah. playing with friends is uh, incredibly, incredibly fun especially with, like, the chaos modes and things like that. Um, so that's why that game is kind of on there. Like, it's, it's purely one of those things that it's, a, uh, it's a, a game that if you literally were just like, oh, you know, you, you want to play that right now, I would say yes. I always will be up for, for Rocket League. Yeah. Um, even in the midst of some Destiny things, I'd be like, man, I, I, I would play Rocket League. You want to switch to the Rocket League? You know? <laughs> um, it's just uh, just a fun game for me. Black Ops 2, multiplayer suite on that was so good. Um, there isn't, in my mind, a better multiplayer uh, PvP True. shooter out uh, there. I will um, agree with that. On console. Like, I haven't gotten into the, like, the Counter-Strike thing where it's, you know, that sort of thing. That's, uh, you know, don't, no PC here. I haven't played anything on PC. So like there is probably better multiplayers out there, but as far as on console, that was felt like the most well-rounded one. Like you could do almost anything with that. You could, uh, you could go long range. If you wanted assault rifle, you could do, uh, you could do that. If you wanted SMG, you could go up close, that sort of thing. Shotguns. I, over the year that that was out, I exhausted every single class, like every single uh, main class that you could have. I learned the ins and the outs of those weapons, and th- that multiplayer suite was there. I actually didn't play the campaign on that for like a month or two. 
Um, but like since it came out, like I remember, like whenever it originally came out, I just like dove into the multiplayer, <laughs> and I didn't come out of it. And I finally like played it, and I was like, oh, that was a pretty good campaign because like it was in the past, and it kind of works its way forward, and flashbacks and that sort of thing. Um, super good. Never played the Black Ops Two campaign, oh, so it was, it was the worst. Yeah, we talked about this on the podcast before. Yeah, yeah, but like the uh, or Black Ops Three rather. Never oh, played Black, Black Ops, Ops 3? Three campaign. No, I w- dude, I want to go back and play. Oh uh, wait, wait, wait! Black Ops Three. Hang on, hang Black on. Black Ops Three was the hang one on. with, uh, that was the good one. Black Ops Two is the bad one. That's Black the Ops one I never played. Yes. I never played. That's it. One you never played. I, I played. Uh, I played the first like few missions. I got to the point where like you were hanging on the edge of this rock, and I did the uh, the 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 one mission that everybody loved, and it was like the uh, the the squirrel suit or whatever mission. I did that mission, and I was like, oh, that was okay. And then I just kind of jumped back to multiplayer. So, like, that yeah. game was purely multiplayer and zombies for me. Yeah. And uh, those two aspects of it were so strong, it hits my, uh, hits my top five. Um, Zelda Breath of the Wild, we've talked this year about that game so much. That game is super special to me, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just is. Yeah. Things that that game does and discovery, sense of discovery that that game has in it. Yeah. You just... I have never experienced anything like well, it. Well, the thing is, like, the thing that's interesting with this game is, so a lot of games I'll start and finish. We've talked about this. I won't finish. I'll, like, I'll start and yeah. I, like, just won't come back to. This game I've, I've stopped and come back to, like, yep. twice now, and I know I'll come back to it again to finish yeah. it. Like, it's just such a huge game yeah. that to make my way through it is, like, just a huge... But the thing is, we were talking about earlier about, about Destiny and how... I like. I don't understand the people who like. They like power level. Like, like it's like it's like they're not having fun unless they are max level. I'm like, why do you want to be max level? Like the the game is the progress, the process of getting there. Like that's yeah. what's fun is like getting to max level. Like yeah, leveling up. That's the game. Like yeah. <laughs> if you're not playing that, if you don't enjoy that, then what do you enjoy? Yeah. Um, it's not the goal. Isn't really to get to the end. The goal is to like because there's really no end. Right. There's never gonna be an end. Right. Uh, with with. With Zelda, I don't feel this just like driving need to finish the campaign like I do with other games. Yeah. There's so much other things to do. There's everything is so enriching as you're playing it. Yeah, you know, even you know, I think it does a better job at at this than Destiny, where it's like the most mundane things. <laughs> yeah, are so fulfilling to do. Yeah. Not because they're rewarding with huge loot or anything like that. It's just like it's just like the story's cool. Like, hey, right over here and tell this person this. Yeah. Okay. Well, Go like, collect e- this and bring it back. You know, like even within those missions, like it's been like so. The storyline of the game is like it's been thousand years yeah. since you know the, 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 this the world has been in this state, right? And so there's immediately like, they're like, okay, yeah, you want to go beat this thing, but there's really no urgency. Nobody puts this like, right. you got to do this now, do it now, do it yeah, now, do no. it now on you. Like, no. And in the other side missions, it's like, oh, you know, my, my friends are lost up in the mountain somewhere. You know? And it's like, and, well, and you leave it there. And like, yeah. Well, and you're just like, oh, Okay. okay, and then like you get up into the mountains and you eventually find them, and it's like, well, that was that was awesome. Yeah, well, and, and like some of the the best pieces of, of discovery, like number one, there's adventuring around, but number two, it's like where you're someplace, and all of a sudden you remember someone telling you something. You don't even remember where. Yeah, you're like, I remember someone talking about this. Yeah. I don't remember who. T- it's, it's so, it feels so much like real life. Where you're like, yeah, oh man, I remember someone saying something about. It's probably over here, and then you go over here and you like you find something, and right. it's like right that. It's hard to achieve in a game. Like this is it's a masterpiece. It really is. And like uh and that that kind of like whenever you finally do put something together, that feeling of like, oh man, you know, that that is is really intriguing. There's a there's a mountain in the game that glows, but only glows during certain like 
times of night and only on certain nights, right? If it's not raining or whatever. Yeah. And like I constantly would like get over there, but get there too late. Like it would it would be over. Whatever was happening would be over by the time I would get there. But then whenever I finally got there, no spoilers, but whenever I finally got there at the right time and did the right thing, I was like, this is super cool. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, Zelda Breath of the Wild. The, uh, the last game, hang on, oh, did I just delete my note? Uh, I hope I didn't, oh, there it is, okay, good. Uh, Destiny, and so, I mean, Destiny 2, I might overtake it, but so far, the memories of, of all the raids, oh, yeah, yeah. and the social aspects of Destiny, we've talked about that in and out, like, yeah. there's nothing else left to say there, like, yeah. again, Destiny is one of those games that I would use as hanging out with people, like, that's, that's all it was for a long right. time, like, we were talking over, uh, over dinner, um, about a friend of ours, like who we played with, like early on in Destiny or whatever, and did a lot of like the the raids and the missions and things like that with yeah. him. Um, if he's listening, shout out to Reckless. But so, like, th- there were times in Destiny One where like people would get offline and it would be like, you know, pretty late at night or whatever, and it would end up like being just like me and him in a lobby. And I was like, well, do you want what do you want to do? And we would just like hang out while we're running around adventuring in Destiny One or whatever, like chipping away at uh, at whatever quest we'd line we're yeah. in. So. Yeah. Super fun times, man. Yeah. Um, Shout out to my next top five. Look, can I just re- your ne- read your them? next top five? Yeah, like or my <laughs> next five. Yeah, just, uh, just, just breeze through. Shining Force. Okay. Uh, San Francisco Rush two hundred four nine. Oh man, such a great game. Mm, I have so many great memories of yep. playing that multiplayer with me, with you, and too. Dad. Yep, that's a great on Dreamcast. Great, great game. Uh, the the battle mode, mm-hmm. super fun. Um, probably, modern- probably my favorite racing game. I don't know. Forza, man. Forza's good. Uh, mm. We'll we'll do this in a second. We'll talk about that mm. in a second. I feel like keep I feel going, like this one going, is like purely on there because of. Let's the just hang on. We're going to talk about okay. it right now. Okay. Like, uh, Modern Warfare Two. Yeah, it's on there. Yeah. Uh, we talked about that. Fire Emblem Awakening mm. um, is on there because like it is Shining Force and then some. Like yep. it is, it is that game. If you like Shining Force, which I really, you got to play Fire Emblem, man. Mm. So good. Mm. Um, and then Wolfenstein. Favorite racing games. Oh. In no particular order. It's a tough one. Maybe actually in an order. Okay. I mean, I feel like the, the order is what, what it will get it down yeah. to. Like, Number one, Burnout, Re- Burnout Revenge. Oh, that's a game, man. Man. That is a good game. Yes. Yeah. And there's still, like, there's still a couple achievements with that game that I really want to go back and get. Like, I, I just wasn't good enough, dude. I just yep. wasn't, like, on it, man. Yeah. Like, I needed to be better. Yeah. Uh, so, Burnout Revenge. Um... Forza Horizon 2. Yep. Uh, wait, what are we on right now? Three. Three. Yeah, Forza three. Horizon 3. Yeah, it's better than two. Yeah. For sure. Um, San Francisco Rush, 2049. Yep. And The then... sheer sense of speed in San Francisco Rush, 2049. And yeah. then if you use the cheat code and put super speed on. Yes. Forgot about that. <laughs> the battle mode was great. The races were all great. Yeah. yeah. It was funny, like, with the, with the super speed on, it honestly broke the game. Like, there were... Oh, yeah, definitely. Because, like, you would hit invisible walls. Yeah. Like, you'd be going way too fast off yeah. of a ramp into a corner, and you would... Like, the game became... Like, with the super speed on, the game became, who can hit this invisible wall at the, the proper angle more efficiently yeah. than the other person? Sonic Drift. Yep. It's all on there. And probably my last one is, like, I don't... I haven't played this in a while, actually. Like, I just got it for uh, um, Jared... Jay Pinions, Jared Walker, who's been on the podcast before for his birthday, he got a Nintendo 64, so I got him in this game. But mm. uh, Star Wars Pod Racing. Mm. Pod Racer? Something like Pod that. Pod Racer, yeah, it's Pod anyway, Racer. Anyway, 
So uh, I haven't played that in a while, but I loved that game back in the day. I don't think that game has aged well because Probably I played not. it in the arcade, which technically is the best no, version of it. This is the thing. No game that was on the, the 64 has aged well. Mario 64 is still okay. Not if you're playing it on the 64. Yeah, that's probably true. Like, if you're playing these games other places, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, it's, it, that game was on DS. Like, I played right. it on my DS. DS it, is great. It was good. The only thing I didn't like about it there was you had very little camera control. Yeah. yeah but I actually like that better. I actually like that better. <laughs> yeah, you leaned away from the microphone. I forgot. It was really funny. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, dude, those are those are some some superb racing games. My my experience with Burnout Revenge, right? Okay, yeah. can I just Burnout Revenge, I played exclusively on everyone else's consoles. <laughs> I don't know if like if I looked at my my past games in uh, like or achievements or whatever in my own console like on my own thing. I don't know if I have a single Burnout Revenge uh, achievement. Wow. But um, you were whenever, like that for for Halo Three too. That's right. And whenever I played, I played through the campaign on like legendary uh, <laughs> of Halo Three, and no credit, nothing well, on my was, account I, whatsoever. This is the thing. I, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but if if you signed in to the 360 console with your account and then played through Halo Three, I don't think that mm, it the um, achievements would. would I think pop it only on popped for one person. Yeah, I don't know if it pop, popped on the primary. Or it only popped on the primary, or potentially, whenever. Um, like if if I wouldn't have had Xbox Live at that point, so I'm not no. sure if they would have uploaded to the internet, uh, even if I had done that. The you warning sh- label just came off of your chair. Yeah, it the says, humidity probably. Warning: Do not remove this label. I'm going to read you the warnings. Why? Like what not to do? Do not stand on this chair. I've done that. Do not use this chair as a stepladder. Mm, I've probably use this done product that. only for seating one person at a time. I haven't done that. Do not use the chair unless all bolts, screws, and knobs are firmly secured. I've definitely used it without a screw before. At least every four months, check all bolts, screws, and knobs to be sure they are tight. I haven't checked that in years. That's a big commitment. Every four months? I mean, I feel like you're, you know, you might as well just get a puppy instead of this chair. If parts are missing, broken, (laughs) damaged, or worn, stop use of the product until repairs are made using factory authorized parts. Failure to follow these warnings could result in serious injury. So you'll be happy to know that mm. whenever we move to the other place, like we have a list of like furniture that we're gonna You're like buy a new chair, buy and upgrade that sort of thing. So the uh, up there, very very high, is new office furniture yes. for for myself, Catherine, and then guests, obviously. Awesome. So yeah, anyway, that's gonna that's gonna be happening sometime in the next couple months or so. That's great. Um, once we get a new place, figure out like okay, <laughs> what needs to happen first? What's the order of these things? Because so, we also need like a new couch, that yeah. sort of thing. So. Um, so I feel like this has been a pretty good topic. I agree. It started off rough. It started off pretty rough. I didn't rough. like that first one. I don't one. like that first one yeah. either. Like, I knew that there was something there. Yeah. And when, and when you picked at it, you found it. <laughs> you found it, Chris. Like, you uh, you uncovered yeah. the the gold topic, the real within, topic within the, like, I mean, That's trash. the way conversation is. You start conversation, you're like, I don't like talking about this. Let's change it. My last thing about the Burnout Revenge. Oh, wow. Yeah. The, the vast majority of the time that I played that game wasn't even on your console, Chris. Yeah. It was on... Um, Catherine's sister's husband's mm. console, but a boyfriend at the time. Because I, I yeah. went up uh, on a spring break uh, whenever Catherine and I were dating back yeah. in the day. Yeah. I went up and visited her. She was still in school, right? Yeah. At the time, like I was on my break. She yeah. had her break like a week later or something. Yeah. Um, and so I literally just played that game while she was in, uh, in, in school for the wow. day or whatever until she got out of class. And it was just like burnout revenge. I'm sure I got so many achievements <laughs> for him. That's awesome. It's bummer, well, here, so before we leave, let's yep. talk about it for a second. So something you referenced earlier, 
we both had times in our lives. So we, we, we played games all growing up. Same thing with comics. We read comics all growing up. Yeah. And we kind of fell away from them whenever we, like, uh, went to college. Yeah. Mainly because you have no money in college and That's time. That's right. Or time. Like, yeah. we, like, yeah. And so... Um, but what, like, so the thing that kept the fire burning was always going over to other, other people's houses and right. playing games. That's right. Um, because, like, all my friends in college had games. Yeah. And had 360s and um, more expendable time than I did. I was working 18, or taking 18 hours a semester and trying to work a part-time job through school to, uh, you know, pay for a lot of stuff. And yeah. so I just didn't have time. What were those games... That either got you back into gaming or kept that fire burning along the way. Well, I mentioned it earlier, playing Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer at your house. Like, mm. before it devolved into the noob tubing. Like, mm-hmm. I was around right whenever that switch happened. Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember discovering that and be like, yeah. why is everyone using new tubes this week? Yeah. And then I started... <laughs> why is everyone using this week? <laughs> and then I started doing it as well, and I went, oh... That's why. <laughs> and then Black Ops came out, and yeah. I was like, oh, this is, this is much yeah. better. Um... But that game definitely, definitely did where, like, yeah. Call of Duty, like, that multiplayer suite specifically has such a, a satisfying loop of, like, you level up, you get a new gun, right. and it's 10-minute matches. Um, Campaign-wise, Halo 3. Like, mm-hmm. I played through that yep. while I was in college yep. the first time. Like, yeah. the first time I played through that campaign was in college, and it was literally just, like, we went over uh, Cody. He's been on the podcast yeah. before, uh, Cody Moffat, and went over to his house, and he just had that game, right? And he's yep. like, oh, you, you want to play this? Yeah. And so <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. And so all night, whatever that was, it was early in the semester, yeah. so no homework. You, we didn't have studio time yet or whatever, you know? Yeah. So it was like, I had time. And so, like, that entire day, I just played that game and uh and so that campaign was super fun to play with uh with cody split screen yeah that's uh, so what's funny is it's the two people who were like i would play on their consoles all the time were yeah cody moffitt and then chad phillips like with cody it was um yeah halo 3 played through some of that um played through marvel ultimate alliance nice that game like that i always wanted to go there and play that game that's fun i've never played that game Uh, like so they've remastered them yeah they're on xbox one now cool and but at the at the least, like they've gone on stuff for like thirty bucks, and I'm still like, uh, you're like, is it worth it? It's not worth it yet. Like, yeah. if they're fifteen, like if they go on sale for fifteen, I'll buy them. Or if like, how many you know, games are there? It's like two: Mo- Marvel one, Ultimate Alliance one and two. Are they packed together? Or are they they're separate? packed together okay. as a sixty dollar game? Okay, so that's like good. they've been half off. Yeah, but still, that's still like I'm kind of like it's a it's a ten year old game, at least yeah. fifteen year old game. Like that, it's been remastered, sure, but it's probably not as good as I remember it. Maybe yeah. not. I don't know. Because like that's a, that's always the gamble. Whenever you go back and, and play like replay a game, I think the game like, should have been thirty forty dollars in the first place. It was a remaster of two really old games. Yeah, like I mean, that, again, that's the, like the gamble you run because yeah. like if I'm going back to play even a remastered game, if it doesn't live up to my memories, I'm not mm-hmm. going to play it much longer. Right. And if I get to the point where I'm just like, well, I've played this before, yeah, I won't play it again. So like, there's so much like there's so many chances. Okay, it's like this, Chris. <laughs> You're on the interstate. Yeah. And it's like you see the 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 gas stations on the side of the road. If there's a gas yeah. station every exit, yeah. it's like I'm not going to I'm not going to, you know, I can just get off any time here. Right. And so the chances I'm going to get gas right now are very high. Whereas if there's like one way down there, I'm, I'm so, going all the way down I'm there so to finish. Confused. I don't know. This this is this makes it, no sense. It makes absolutely zero so, sense. Um and then like the other game was <laughs> playing Halo multiplayer. You have a bug on your shoulder. Get off. Yep. So, uh, oh, and so uh, the other person is, um, so Chad yeah. would go over to his house and play Halo multiplayer all the time. Nice. And uh, play with, like, you know, we'd be huddled around this, you know, 
probably it was probably like a thirty six six inch maybe nice like <laughs> CRT TV Dude, and we're all so like weird we're all hu- huddled around TVs. that playing you know four player Slayer online against four other people. <laughs> Dude, it was insane, <laughs> insane. Yeah, I don't know. Like I feel like other previous on location podcasts have been a little more like dynamic in terms of like the location like i feel like we would talk about it the the noise from the area would bleed in yeah we've literally just had people coming home like from wherever they're at the most exciting thing that happened was the spider on you that's right and there was a uh, jet the, that flew over the jet that flew over yeah and then um early on we didn't even ref- reference it but there was a a uh, police car with a siren that went past. That's right. Like, so being up on top of this hill, it's really interesting. Like now that we're going to move, we're not going to be living on top of a big hill. Right. Like, but there's a really busy road that goes right down at the bottom of the hill. Like it just follows kind of the, uh, the ravine or whatever that a couple hills make. And so we hear everything down there. So you hear like sirens all night. Like there's a fire station down that way. So like Mm. if there's a fire anywhere in the area, like you, you get that coming by. Our new place is in like a community, and like, and it's I, I've stood out there during the day and it's just quiet, like nothing going on. I'm just like I am, I feel like I'm gonna miss some <laughs> of those late night yeah. sirens and things, some of the city noise, yeah. if you will, just because like I'm, I'm so used to it now. I agree. I mean, so one of the things I do like though, uh, like I like it in our house, just sit, being able to like just like walk out into our living room, like in the middle of the day. And it's just like dead quiet. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um. So you know, there's there's something to be said for both of them. There is. I mean, and and that one's still like it's close enough to where it's like you still get a lot of the planes coming over and things like that. So yeah. like you'll still get some of that noise, but yeah, the sirens and things totally gonna be missing. Yeah. All right. Well, um, next week we will probably hopefully talk about the Lego Ninjago movie. We might talk about the next episode of Batman: The Enemy Within. That's right. If we're able to play it. Yep. If not. Lego Ninjago movie and Batman the next week. I think, well, let me look and see what's next week. Might I, be something next I did week. want to point out, like, if, if people are playing along with the uh, the Batman Telltale Batman series, like, this is a perfect time to catch up. There's only, like, uh, an episode, and then there will be a second episode. So, um, kind of a, a video game book club type of a situation, because sometime over the next two weeks, either next week or the week after, we will uh, we'll go ahead and review the Telltale Batman then. So... Um, it'll, it's coming, is what I guess I'm saying. So, if whenever that comes out, pick it up and uh, play through it with yeah, us. Yeah, so um, the next weekend, Blade Runner 2049 comes out, so we'll probably review that. Yeah. So, so like, hold, like we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how this goes. Yeah. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. If it could work out perfectly, like where we have, uh, yeah. we have one thing every week, or maybe two double up next week with Ninjago and then uh, the Telltale Batman, Batman that'd be yeah. excellent. Yeah. You can find us online at StayInTargetPodcast.com, on Twitter at ChrisWright250. And JohnWright777. And at StayInTargetPod. Please go to your podcast service of choice and review us. Tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay Stay On Target. All right, we've been recording this entire time. Yeah. We should just put this up as, like, the secret episode of Silence. And air conditioners. Yeah, surrounded by air conditioners. <laughs> and crickets. All right. <laughs> you ready for this? Yeah. Wait, what is our topic? Oh. Uh...